So welcome, Mahib. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too bad. So we're just going to start with a few questions about yourself. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what inspired you to create The Pluralist? So, uh, you know, my name is Mohib. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am based in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I uh, lived in Brisbane, I actually, I'm originally, I'm from Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And then as a teenager, I lived in Thailand for an extended period of time as well. And then later on, in my later teens, I moved to Australia. So, you know, having uh, kind of exposure to multiple different countries and cultures um, kind of is something that shaped me uh, in a way. And that is what motivated me to start my own business, in particularly the Pluralist Watches. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the Pluralist uh, Watches? So what, what, um, what, what is so special about these watches? What's the unique difference? You know, I founded the Pluralist back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a social enterprise. And our, our, the purpose of the Pluralist was to help human beings engage with the realities of our pluralistic world mm-hmm. um, through unique timepieces. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the mission, like our, our company's mission is to be the world's first truly linguistically diverse watch brand. Mm-hmm. So wristwatches are manufactured and they only use two scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what we wanted to do, there are more than 25 different scripts around the world and hundreds of, uh, hundreds of languages. And we wanted to create a watch that would reflect that diversity of scripts and languages. So our vision for the pluralist has always been to create a long lasting social impact within communities uh, by developing quality and affordable watches which would, ra- which would represent and also raise awareness of all the different languages and, and scripts that are around the world. Awesome. Sounds really cool. Um, so what were some of the, the struggles you faced when starting the business? Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, starting a business, it is very exciting. Um, however, there are multiple, there, there are a lot of struggles uh, that come with it, but it's not like it should, it does not put you off. So, uh, I'll give you an example for mm-hmm. myself. The hardest aspect of starting the Pluralist was that I had to boost bootstrap the business by myself. So I didn't really want to take a loan. Um, I just wanted to I, I save the money and I thought, okay, I'm going to utilize my own funds to start the business. Uh, my professional background was in marketing and sales. And so, you know, when you start a business, you have to be across all the different aspects within that particular business. So, I had to teach myself a lot about website development uh, and design. I had to teach myself a lot about, you know, operational stuff, uh, how to create guidebooks, and also then go out and speak to customers to research product development. Uh, and so, you know, it was challenging, uh, it, and it was a big, steep learning curve. But I have to add, however hard starting the project was, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the journey and I'm uh, very excited to see what happens next because I found that a lot of those skill sets that I acquired um, by starting, uh, I could only acquire by starting a business. Uh, mm-hmm. It made me essentially a jack of all trades. And yeah, I'm excited how what, what, what happens in the future not only in terms of the pluralist, but all the skill sets that I acquired as I built the business. That's really cool. Um, so what does a typical workday look for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so a typical workday 
has been disrupted over the last two years um, because of COVID. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have to say though um, that although that that workday, what it used to be like before has changed a lot, it has been for my benefit. But uh, personally, I feel privileged and grateful that that was the case for myself. I know it's not the case for everyone. So, you know, since the onset of the pandemic, um, I decided to change my work and life habits as well. So one of the things that has happened over the last two years as a result of me being able to work from home is that I could integrate some of my personal tasks throughout the day, which has allowed me more free time in the evening, which I can then dedicate to my health and fitness. So I've kind of decided that I'm going to prioritize that. So, so what does a typical day look like? I'll give you an example. You know, um, I'll uh, wake up, have my coffee, uh, sit at my desk, which is the room next to my bedroom. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I will always start with the emails. Then I look at my task list. Uh, if I have to do any products that have to be shipped, that's the, that's the third thing that I do straight away. And I want to get that out of uh, out of the house, off to the post by midday. Um, and then it's lunchtime. And usually, you know, because I'm working from home, I'm able to do a lot of my <clears throat> grocery shoppings in the middle of it, uh, which just then allows me more free time in the evenings to focus on things that I like to do. Uh, once after lunch, I'm usually looking at uh, marketing, um, sales, and I also do some tidying up and plan for the next days. However, you know, for like a, like a small business, you know, day to day varies quite a lot. So, for, for example, in one week, I would have a couple of days which are great and very consistent, but then there'll be like well, a week or two where it's all off because I have to go and do a um, a market in the in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would then have to do is go and do a market or go meet some other uh, business owners or go to a seminar. So that would throw throw me off. But yeah, typical days usually revolved around that particular kind of time frame that I just set up. What do you like most about your own business? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the best part uh, for me to have my own business is that I get to work on something that I'm really passionate about uh, and that I'm able to utilize my business skills and my qualifications to create a a, a product and a Mm -hmm. service that I'm proud of, uh, but also a positive difference uh, in society. So as I mentioned that the pluralist uh, as a social enterprise we do a lot of our sales, like we uh, donate a portion of our sale uh, to local Australian charities. And these are the types of decisions that uh, I could make as a business owner. And that, that makes me, uh, uh, that, that is what I love about uh, having my own business. And you know, also being able to make my own decisions uh, and hold myself accountable for any success or, or failure uh, that happens in regard regarding the business uh, and that every day motivates me. Awesome. Um, so what advice would you give to those who are considering starting their own business? So my advice to uh, people who are starting to consider a business is, is I have a couple of things that I would like them to consider. You know, the first thing is that um, to make sure that they have definitely done their research um, and the second one is go out and understand your customers a lot better as well. Um, and the and finally, and this is really critical, this is something that they can control themselves 
is to get really better at time management because the moment you start your own business is going to be get really, really busy. And this is going to be your biggest priority is to manage your own time, but also deciding what is uh, where during that time can you do some tasks yourself and how can you better utilize some of your other time by delegating some of the tasks either to an employer if you're uh, an employee, if you have someone hired or how you can outsource that in order to free up more of your time so you can focus on building the business. So um, those are the three key things that I would advise uh, people who are thinking about starting their own business. Um, one last thing that I would add is that don't be put off by the challenges. It, it sounds hard. Sometimes it, it, it feels it as well. But once you get started, you, you can never turn back. It's definitely challenging, but it's also exciting. And I don't, I don't know anyone that has regretted starting their own business. Um, are there any books that have helped you over the years as a business owner or even in life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, there are a couple of books that I would recommend. Um, so the first one is particularly around starting a business, but also having an entrepreneurial mindset and giving people a framework on how they can and they can approach uh, their ideas mm -hmm. uh, and take it from ideation all the way to implementation and product or service. So the first book that I would recommend is Disciplined Entrepreneurship by Bill Owlett. Uh, I would highly recommend that to anyone that's thinking about starting their own uh, small business. I would also recommend it to anyone that is currently a business owner. Um, the second one I would recommend is uh, it's called Factfulness by Hans Rosling. It's a great book. Um, the book is basically about how can we use data to make decisions. Uh, it also kind of gives you an idea of what the state of the world is. Uh, and, 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 and it paints a more optimistic picture, which is about things can be bad, yet we can, we can look forward to making it better. Um, so it's a great book. So it's called Factfulness by Hans Rosling. And the final one that I would recommend is called A World of Three Zeros by Muhammad Yunus. Um, this book basically, uh, someone as, as someone who likes or operates in the social, entrepreneur, uh, social entrepreneurship space, uh, social enterprise space, sorry, uh, I would say that this is great for social entrepreneurs because the book talks about how and uh, how social entrepreneurship is solving some of the biggest challenges uh, we are facing right now, but also how it can be utilized uh, to solve some of the problems that we are going to be facing in the future. So who is an older person that you admire and why? So um, an older person um, that I uh, admire, I'm a big admirer of him. Um, mm -hmm. His name is Mohamed Yunus. He is the one who wrote the book. Um, he's a Bangladeshi social entrepreneur, banker, and economist, you know. Um, he founded the Grameen Bank and pioneered the concept of microcredit and microfinance, for which he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, uh, his kind of uh, microcredit and microfinance model has been uh, replicated across the world. And these microloans have, uh, have allowed a very large number of people from the developing world to live themselves out of poverty. Um, so, you know, uh, today, Muhammad Yunus is a great advocate of social business, and I'm a big believer in his mission uh, that, that he promotes. Uh, it is that businesses can be for profit, 
and still thrive to make a positive difference. So, you know, using commerce to change the world, I think it's uh, it's something that he advocates for and I'm a big believer in that. So if our audience would like to get in touch with you, um, how can they find out more about uh, yourself? Sure, sure. So um, so on a personal, uh, like to get in contact with me personally, mm-hmm. they can contact me via my LinkedIn. Uh, so my name is Muheeb Hawk. It's M-U-H-W-E-B, last name H-O-Q-U-E. Uh, in regards to the Pluralist Watches, they can find us on our website, to, directly to our website. It's uh, www.thepluralist, one word, .com.au. You can also find our Facebook page and Instagram. All you have to type in is The Pluralist. I would like to leave with uh, the following advices. And that is, you know, if anyone has a business idea, well, I want, I think I would advise them to say it out loud. Uh, and that you start talking about it with your friends and families and colleagues and anyone and everyone. And that will hold you accountable so that you will be motivated enough to pursue your passion. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Mahir, being part of the show today. It's been wonderful uh, talking to you in person. Uh, Mahir has been one of 51 entrepreneurs that I've interviewed for the book Entrepreneurs Generations Apart, which was made simply out of my own curiosity of what makes people from different generations create their own businesses and follow their passion. Entrepreneurs Generations Apart can be found on Amazon. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Entrepreneurs Generations Apart. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to take part in future episodes, email Bev at celebratelivinghistory at gmail.com or connection at radiocurrent.org. Thank you so much, Mahib.